The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Welcome back. Nathan Murphy stepping in for Matt this week. It is time for The Last Word on Music. Delighted to be joined in the studio by D. Reddy and John Cadell. How are we? Hi, Nathan. No pressure, D. but a nation holds its breath. You're going to tell everybody how to get their Taylor Swift tickets. I'm going to do my best because it's a little bit complicated. Um, so the pre-sale tickets went on sale on July 14th. So that's done and done. If you didn't get a um, a code, I guess you can stop holding your breaths. It was nice the way she did that, though, because the tickets, there was specifically tickets allocated for people who had bought her Midnight's album in 2022. Um, and I think that is, you know... Who buys an album in this? day and age me well Taylor Swift fans clearly and and in their droves um but um the the general sale kicks off on Thursday um and even that general sale of tickets is staggered by time depending on which date you want to go so if you're looking to go to the Friday 28th of June gig then you need to be looking to get a ticket at 11am if you're looking to go on Saturday the 29th, you need to be logging on to your account to try and get a ticket at 1pm. And if you're looking to go to the June 30th gig, then the tickets will be available from 3pm. And I wouldn't expect them to stick around for very long. No. So I have done nothing so far around Taylor Swift tickets. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy the Midnight's album. I didn't pre-register. I can go on and still buy tickets. No. God damn it! I have to have pre-register. No, you have to have pre-register, and okay. then if you're I'm in, out. if you're in for the sale, then you will get a code. You will have uh, gotten a code. If you're in the wait list, you may get a code. Uh, See, so if you stay in standby mode, yeah, you're in standby mode. So if you didn't pre-register, you have no hope. And what if I wanted to get the "We Never Go Out of Style" package, or maybe even the "Karma Is My Boyfriend" package? What but sort of price are we looking for that? You'd need to be a bit rich. Um, the never we, we never go out of style package uh, starts starts at 370 knicker and uh, the Karma is my boyfriend package is 740 odd quid. You'd want to have done something pretty bad karmically to be paying that <laughs> much would. for a ticket. You would. What are you getting for 750 quid? Well, this is the thing actually, Nathan. So what some of the fa- the Irish fans have looked at those packages um and and what are, what's been charged from them in 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 other areas where the Eras tour is going, and it is a lot more expensive for what you get um, outside of outside of Ireland. But a part of that will, will but but be, but that's all down to insurance, the cost of coming is. here. Yeah, it is. Um, and in fairness to Taylor Swift, like she is somebody, it would appear, who does try to do her best to make sure that her ta- her fans can come yeah. here. Like Dee said, this, it's it's a bit convoluted, but if this um, stops ticket touts, mm. I'm all for it. You know, she is trying to look after her fans, as Dee said, so... You know, whether or not the, the fans want to fork out 740-odd quid for I'd them. want to be sitting on the stage for 740 quid. You would be. Quid. You'd want to be duetting now for mm. that sort of uh, knicker, yeah. But anyway, that's... that's you probably have a, a wristband and, you know, oh, going you'd up have merch oh, and all, all that jazz. Hearts. All that jazz. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, last time Taylor Swift was in Dublin, they couldn't get rid of tickets. Yeah, she had the two nights in Croke Park and the second night wasn't sold out at all. But, I mean, she has had... Um, she's had four albums since mm-hmm. then. Um 
you know, and she's she, and some of those albums have really appealed to a different demographic. You know, it would be much broader, I think, demographic that would be looking to come and see her. She's had collaborations with some really seriously cool and well-regarded artists. And she, you know, um, she's recently become the, you know, she has more number one albums than any other woman in history. And also is, the Miss Americana documentary yeah. did a lot for her too. The Netflix documentary did a, did a lot of good for her too. Uh, that sort of sustained success obviously isn't guaranteed. Uh, I'm going to own up. I once went to see Britney Spears at the RDS and I sort of thought her career kick on from there but uh, anything but her memoir is coming out. Yeah, that's right. Um, the Woman in Me is going to be um, I, I like I, I can't wait for it to be honest with you. A uh, story of freedom, fame, motherhood, survival, faith, and hope, according to the press relief uh, release. Rather, um, it's basically um, just telling the story of her life and kind of since maybe you saw her, Nathan. Like people would have been very familiar with everything that it has, you know, the the child star elements of her life. Um, and then, of course, she ended up in a very, very complex legal situation where she was placed under conservative conservatorship uh, run by her father, Jamie Spears. And it took years to extricate herself from that. So I'm really looking forward to it as somebody who um, was delighted when she she, she got her freedom. Um, and I think for somebody who's been in her position, the opportunity to tell her story her way and mm. in her own words is is really important, actually. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, that's going to be huge, that mm. book. It's going to be huge. Because everybody is, is still very interested in Britney as an icon mm. and also with everything that... It's a real sadness, today. I think, of everything that's Absolutely. gone on over the last decade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of people are going to want to know the inside track on that um, from Britney's own mouth. And just because other people were in control of her destiny for so mm. long, I think it's it's great that she she can just do it her way now. Yeah. Uh, we're halfway through the year, so the Irish Times have released a list titled The 10 Best Irish Albums of 2023 So Far. You love these lists, John? Oh, yeah. You know me in a list. Um, I must admit, I, I went through the list. I think I've listened to two of them. The shame. The shame. But, well, uh, I hope yeah. one of them is Dee's sister, Alva, yes, exactly. who Thank is on the list. You. Yes, she is. Um, Endless Affair uh, made the list. list. So delighted for Alva. That's yeah. her second album. Um, and we've played some of her stuff previously on the show before. But yeah, delighted to see her getting uh, the nod there amongst some really, really good um, albums from great artists. So Gigi's Recovery, The Murder Capital. Uh, we can play one... a clip of that, actually. Oh, I yeah. think. Have we got something from The Murder Capital? Let's hear from them. Too long to be all right. That is the murder capital return my head from their album, Gigi's Recovery, which is on that top 10 list. 
Yeah, there's also um, All of This Is Chance by Lisa O'Neill, uh, John Black, Until the Rivers Run Dry, which is an absolutely brilliant listen. Highly mm. recommend if that's one of the ones you haven't listened to, JC. Okay. Um, uh, and one which was actually my pick of the week, uh, only last week or the week before, was Chaos for the Fly, Grey and Chatton, mm-hmm. um, which is the lead singer from Fontaine's DC doing something completely different Singing. to what he does with them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't think you meant that in a, in a shady way. I don't no, no, think. He's, no. I, I like, he's, he's found his, his singing, singing voice now. It's great. I just can't believe you don't like lists. Well, I do, but like, you know, how do you, like, it's like comparing an orange to an armchair. No, when but it comes I, to I, this sort of stuff. I think the nice thing with, with, with lists like this is, is actually, especially when it's halfway through the year, like, you know, the end of the year, you're almost inundated with them. That's hard to true. Get, it's, yeah. You know, hard to see your way out of the next list. Yeah. Um, but getting that kind of marker halfway through the year and go, oh crap, I, I might have missed that one. Mm. Or, or, you know, the opportunity to give something a second listen yeah. uh, before you move on. No, there's, there's like, it's a, it's a great list. Yeah. False Lancome is on there too. And that's Which an album that everybody has been raving about. Um, speaking from the other rooms by Per. Pearl, Shadow Dance by Daniel Luke, Fathoms by Stephen Shannon, and uh, The Bonk, greater than or equal to The Bonk, which uh, I like because it's it features a, a songwriter from a band I used to love, Oh Emperor, songwriter Phil Christie. Mm. That's his stuff, his new stuff. So I don't want to give a bit of time to your picks of the week. John, what have you gone with? I've gone really basic this week, uh, Nathan. New Blur album, first one since 2015. Um, also, by all accounts, um, it's one of their greatest. I haven't heard the whole thing in full disclosure, but what I have heard, I've heard two tracks from it um, and they're, they just ne- have never mm. lost it. So I think we're going to play a clip of The Narcissist. The album is called The Ballad of Darren. It's out this Friday and I think today from Rocks with Ed Smith, hopefully next Wednesday we'll have a special featuring Alex J. James on the show. I saw the solstice, the service station on the road. I took the acid under the white horses. My heart is quicker. I could not tear myself Interestingly enough, I, uh, I've heard a sneak preview of the Alex James interview and he says that while uh, Gorillaz were on tour last year, Damon wrote 24 songs for a new Blur album, which they right. started recording in January and finished, mixed and everything by May. There and it's I, what I love about that song is it's it's relatively new and yet it does feel oh, like... classic Blur. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah. It's incredible the way Albarn can go between the various different guys. He's a workaholic. And instantly mm, you know... Which band it is, even if it's his yeah, voice front yeah, and center, yeah, and that's absolutely. even the stuff that he puts his name to. Like he's done amazing collaborations with other artists yeah, as well. Yeah, I can't believe that's just their second album in the last twenty years. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. The, the Magic Whip was the last one that's in twenty fifteen. Right, yeah. Before that, it was Think Tank, which we didn't got free ice cream that day. That's correct. Yeah. We did. Yeah, yeah. The, ice, the record company had an ice cream van outside. Wow. Yeah, Magic there you Whip. Go. Wild. <laughs> uh, I think in terms of songwriting, it's fair to say they won the war with Noel Gallagher. Uh, well, let's I, not get in. We don't have... I, come I, on, I, let's I'm go. I'm Team Blair there. I think yeah. in terms of longevity. No. 
in terms of not making an idiot of yourself yeah. in, in terms of one definitely won that war I, I'm a big believer in like the spirit of rock and roll and I think Oasis had that in spades in a way that Blur didn't Blur always came across a little too smarty pants for me whereas I think Oasis spoke to the uh, I don't agree uh, at, the, at the moment at that time Late 90s, Oasis, yes, but ever since then, the way Blur flourished. Well, Oasis haven't because they split up. But you, like you have Liam and you have Noel. I mean, Noel's new album, Council Skies, is one of the, the best things he's ever done. But I think if Oasis were still together, you know, who would I people know, still John. be? Would I think people you're be just saying Blur? Have to accept it. Blur won. Well, just because they're sort of still Can't together. This is Noel Gallagher solo stuff. You just oh, had them as your pick no. of the week. Yeah, but that's because there wasn't an Oasis album out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dee, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is the second single from CMAT's second album, Crazy Mad, for me. Um, and the single is called Where Are Your Kids Tonight? And uh, rather delightfully, delightfully features one of John's favourites, actually, mm. John Grant. Um, so it's a duet between CMAT and himself. And uh, yeah, it's great. And it's so good, in fact, that it's even caught the attention of none other than Robbie Williams, who said, well, this is majestic. And I don't blame him. Let's listen. is CMAT featuring John Grant Where Are Your Kids Tonight as recommended by D. Reddy and Robbie Williams uniting at last <laughs> Finally the day has come uh, CMAT won the choice prize was it last year? So it, is this the first of the new stuff? Yeah so this is, this is the second single from her second album yeah um, and her last album was um, as you quite rightly said, uh, the winner of the Choice Award and it was ap- an absolute cracker so the full album, the second one will be out on October 13th has the John Cadell nod of approval yeah, as well. Yeah, she's great. She is great. And you do love John Grant. Do you yeah. call him like the nicest man in... He is the nicest man in rock. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, he is. Absolutely lovely. All right, we're going to leave it there. Thank you as always, John Cadell and D. Ready for the last word on music. The last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.